Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about episodes three and four of The Mandalorian. Um, I know I totally forgot to do one last week, and I totally forgot to do one yesterday uh, for The Mandalorian and everything like that, but I was able to watch both episodes uh, back-to-back, and... um, we're gonna dive right into them. I think we'll start with we'll start with uh, episode three. Now, episode three was uh, I I think for all intents and purposes, this episode really kind of threw me for a loop because it was like, dude, where is this episode going? You know, I didn't understand where this was gonna go. I didn't understand anything. You know, it started off with the attack on, um, it started off with the attack on, uh, Bogotan's, uh, castle and everything like that. And, you know, we had the introduction of, uh, some Thai, some Thai fighters, which I thought was really cool and everything like that. But I think what really threw me off was the fact that, what really threw me off was the fact that they never really explained where they came from. And then they go to, and then it cuts to a scene from Cor. It cuts to the whole thing from Coruscant with the officer from uh, Gideon's ship and also the scientist they kidnapped from Gideon, that they kidnapped, that Gideon's crew kidnapped and everything like that. And I just thought, okay, so... That whole episode with uh, with those two characters and them trying to find, you know, stuff to make, you know, stuff to conf- finish his work and everything like that. I was like, all right, this seems interesting. And I felt like it was going somewhere. And then it ended, it just kind of ended abruptly. It, end, it left you hanging and everything like that, to say the least. And I just thought, I was like, wow, this is different. You know, this kind of comes out of nowhere because you don't I wasn't expecting an ending like that it just kind of ended for some reason and I didn't understand why um but to say to say that this episode kind of felt like a filler and I'm hoping it kind of goes the um it goes the uh uh the the Boba Fett route where they it where the, the series deviates a little bit from its initial run and then you're just kind of left with all the aspects of of it deviates from the main storyline, and then for some reason in the last two episodes they kind of tie everything all together. Because, like I said, man, this really kind of came out of left field, and I didn't understand why. And I just thought that you know, I don't want to say it was boring, but it was kind of uninteresting at the same time. I was like, this don't make a whole lot of sense really at all, and it's. You know, it's entertaining. The story they told was pretty cool. It was cool seeing them on the train and going to the junkyard and everything like that. And, and um, you know, it was cool to see that. But it made no sense as far as a, a, a Mandalorian episode. And I was just like, what what the hell? Like, where, where is this going? And everything like that. But um, to say that the episode was not good is an understatement because the episode was good. So there's that and 
it really kind of goes to show you that, um, you know, they are building a story around this entire universe and they're trying to tie in a lot of other things at the same time to kind of give it the right, to basically give it the right push in the right direction and things like that. So, um, we'll see where that kind of story kind of goes from here because as we go into episode four, it doesn't pick up on that episode really at all. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you where anything goes. It doesn't tell you where anything is about to, to head in another direction. And it, that episode four, episode four kind of became a little bit kind of like a, um, almost like a filler, you know, episode four felt like a filler because some of the aspects didn't make a whole lot of sense, but in the long run, um, I think, like I said earlier, if you're going to deviate from one spot, at least deviate and, you know, tie it in later, at least make it entertaining. I think what made this episode entertaining, episode four, was the fact that, um, was the fact that, uh, it, it really kind of harness, it really kind of goes in on the character of Bo-Katan in a lot of ways, which I was all for and everything like that. But at the end of the day, everything that could have, everything that could have been explained from part three could have been in there to kind of say the least, because why would we go in that direction and then go back to another direction all over again? And they drop subtle hints on there, like a character development that you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know where it's going to go and you don't know where it's going to end up. But me personally, I kind of like that because they did it in Boba Fett and the, you know, like they said, it, when it deviated to something else, like when it deviated from the Boba Fett storyline to the Mandalorian storyline, that kind of felt all right because when they came together at the end, it made a whole lot of sense. Same thing with Andor. You know, the whole idea of this guy, the the guy who's hunting Andor is kind of broken off and he's still trying to find him and everything like that. That whole thing really kind of goes into the, sh you know, goes to, goes to shit really quickly. And it's like, all right, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we get this on our side? How do we get this? right in a way that everybody's going to like and the way they did it was just you know keep the focus on Andor and it didn't really tie in at the end but the rest of the show was actually pretty good so you know I'm hoping that with with everything going on uh well I don't want to say everything going on but with a lot of stuff that they keep introducing into this whole character scheme with the Mandalorian and everything like that. I hope that it goes into a direction that, you know, is entertaining and it really, and people can actually get behind in a way and uh, everything like that. So not to say that these episodes were not good. These were really good. Like I like the aspects of the episode uh, in episode four where, um, you know, the stuff between the Mandalorian and there's a great moment with these dragon sequences and everything like that. And there's this kind of whole, you can feel kind of sort of this undertone 
between Bo-Katan and the Mandalorians, that the fact that she kind of wanted to rule, not be ruled in a way, and, you know, things like that. So um, it's kind of hard to tell where things end up. And it's kind of, you know, because they're throwing everybody for a loop with these episodes, it's really kind of hard to see where, where it's kind of hard to pinpoint where the direction of the show is going. However, I think that's the intent. Because if you know where the episode is going to, if you know where the series is going and you get there and it's a bit underwhelming, you're disappointed. If you know where it's going and it doesn't get there, you're still disappointed. But if you have no idea where you're going to end up, it heightens the excitement just a little bit, just enough to keep the audience's uh, attention for that long. Because I think a lot of people get so caught up in the idea like, who's this, who's that? They like to be informed and it's like, well... That's kind of the mystery. When you dig deep into it and to see where they go, and you know, you're trying to get to the end of the story besides waiting for the story to come out, you're gonna be left a little disappointed when you get there because it's like, ah, oh, that, that could have been something different. You can speculate, you can assume all you want to, but then you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. My whole thing is that I think we've been so the internet and social media has given us so many different avenues with all this shit about, you know, what's coming next, what to expect and everything like that, that you never take the time to just sit back and enjoy and, and anticipate. Like the idea of sitting around and waiting is just killing people. Like because we live in, a, in an era that is so far-fetched from anything like that, that we tend to just forget about all of that and just go on this tangent about how it should have been this, it should have been that, but in reality, it's not going to matter really at all. I think these these last two episodes of The Mandalorian were entertaining, even though they kind of threw the story this the they kind of threw the story off course, because one episode you kind of got this little bit of a double cross from what we got in season two. And it felt like a double cross, but it also felt like, you know, something was different. Something was off about that character. And then in episode four, we didn't pick up where that episode left off. We went in a completely new direction. We got a cool little monologue. We got a cool little scene with Grogu training. And then we get this amazing flashback. And I didn't want to talk about this, but by now, I already kept seeing it on TikTok and other social media that... Um, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks in The Phantom Menace, actually plays the Jedi who saves Gorgu uh, during the um, during Order 66. And I thought that was great. You know, for a long time, I didn't know who the guy was that played Jar Jar. And hearing his story when this episode came out, like hearing his story when the episode had come out, and hearing all of the things, all the negative aspects that he got after that, you know, it wasn't, but then again, it wasn't just him, you know, Jake Lloyd, you know, got, uh, got the same scrutiny. And I don't think that's really fair because he's do he's paid to do a job. Both of those guys were paid to do a job and you can like it or not, but don't be hateful about it because, you know, like I said, Jake Lloyd now done a lot of, you know, got into a lot of shit with the law. And then Ahmad Best was, you know, contemplating suicide for a long time. And, you know, to see him come back and to see him kind of 
have that revitalization to the Star Wars fans in such a positive way, in such a great way, was both beneficial to him and both beneficial to us, the Star Wars community, because, you know, even though he did leave us with the Jar, and a lot of people, I know a lot of people who don't like Jar Jar Binks, me personally, I didn't like that character either, but I'm not going to be hateful about it and everything like that, and it's like, if people are given a second chance to redeem themselves and they take full advantage of it, you know, they've earned their second chance. And I think Ahmad Best really did. I think the only person left that doesn't have, that hasn't got their second chance yet is Jake Lloyd. I'd be very surprised if they got Jake Lloyd back and um, to kind of give him a redeeming quality because this, they did the same thing with Hayden Christensen for Kenobi. You know, a lot of people didn't like his performance in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. And yet he still came back for Kenobi and a lot of people were excited for it. They, you know, if Ahmad Best can do it, you know, playing one of the most annoying characters known to movie, to any movie, and then redeem himself with that great singing. I honestly thought it was going to, I honestly thought because you saw the back of his head first that it was Mace Windu, but then everybody kept saying, nah, that's Ahmad Best who plays uh, Jar Jar Binks in The Phantom Menace. I was like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, I think because he got his redemption, it's like the only person that's really left to get a redemption is probably fucking uh, Jake Lloyd and everything. And I don't know if he's able to do it. You know, he's kind of, I think because of the scrutiny he got from uh, The Phantom Menace, he's kind of stayed out of the public eye for so long. And the only time you did hear about him is, you know, he got arrested for other things. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the episodes, episodes three and four were kind of came out of left field, but at the same time, they were entertaining and they furthered along certain character arcs. We got a little bit more from Bo-Katan and it looks like she is up to something. And we got a little bit more from uh, the uh, communications officer in episode three and the fact that, you know, she's kind of still out they're trying to rebuild this new empire, which could be the first step into creating the first order. You know, like I said earlier, you don't want to speculate too much because you might be disappointed. But then again, they don't get, they didn't give us a whole lot. But, you know, the fact that she did torture that guy at the end really, really kind of sets, makes, makes me believe that, you know, something devious is about to happen. So uh, we'll see what happens. So, like I said, so far so good, and I don't want to speculate too much because I don't want to set myself up for failure. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, uh, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse Twenty One. Uh, let me know what you guys thought about the latest two episodes of, of The Mandalorian. Where do you see it going? What are your expectations for where we go? Whatever the case may be, um, let me know. And uh, as a, uh, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse21. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. Uh, we are wrapping up the John Wick series. Uh, I believe John Wick 3 Parabellum is going to drop. Um, John Wick Chapter 3 is going to drop probably tomorrow and tomorrow's the official release day of John Wick Chapter 4 I know this private screen is going on right now but you know we'll see what happens uh, we'll see what happens I got a lot of 
plan I'm I'm having somewhat of a issue with my work schedule and my movie schedule is kind of conflicting all at once so we'll see which one is eventually going to break I do plan on seeing John Wick as well as Shazam Fury of the Gods and fuck man I haven't even seen Creed 3 yet either but but hopefully this weekend will come by and we'll drop some new episodes uh next week I don't have anything planned for next week. I know Dungeons and Dragons is coming out. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of contemplating to go see it because now my kids are starting to get into it, and so you know maybe we'll actually go check it out and everything like that. There's a couple of movies that dropped on uh, some streaming services that I did want to check out as well. Uh, so like I said, just be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. And of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.